It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Mockadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Tim Donnelly Show, now in Hokie Hour. But before we dive wholeheartedly into the Hokiedom, we start talking about cornerbacks coaches. We start talking about uh, 30 for 30 documentaries. We start talking about basketball, hashtag Hokies. Before we get to any of that, I need to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to every conversation in sports in a segment we call Got You Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. The news of the day, the talk of the town, actually is not something that's happened, but it's what's going to happen this weekend. It is the best weekend for NFL football. You don't have to worry about your fantasy team. You don't have to worry about seeds. All you have to do is worry about the eight best teams in the entire league playing four games over two days to solidify their spot in the conference championship games. And we'll start with the first game of the weekend, the Vikings at the 49ers. What I have to say is this, Jimmy G, it's your moment. This is your chance. If this were college, it would be your Heisman moment. This is the chance you get to prove that you are a superstar. Kirk Cousins, this is the chance you get to prove that you are not a choke artist. It is two uh, teams on very, very different paths. However, they're playing each other with a chance to, to make it to the conference championship game. So no matter how pretty Jimmy G is and how awkward Kirk Cousins is, at this point in the season, they're in the same place. And it's going to be fun to watch someone rewrite their narrative. Either Jimmy G becomes the next coming or Kirk Cousins shakes the sins that he has in his history. Next up, Titans at Ravens. It is the Titans, quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill, taking on the best team in the NFL. Let's not make this more than it is. I know the Titans are the trendy whatever, the dark horse whatever, but that's not what they actually are. They are actually the Titans, quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill. They beat New England. They didn't beat the Patriots. It's a different beast than what's been there the last couple of years. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson, obviously, NFL MVP. Looks like Mark Ingram's going to be back and healthy. That rushing attack, when it is full go, is absolutely terrifying for defenses, and that's what you want to talk about. When it comes to the Texans and Chiefs, when that pops up around the water cooler, when that pops up at at, at happy hour, it is really, really interesting because this is the all-regret bowl for, for the Chicago Bears. They can watch this game and say, did we really take Mitchell Trubisky before both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? And are they playing with a spot in the conference championship on the line? And are we sitting at home watching because we didn't make the playoffs due to our quarterback play? So the Bears are watching the what-could-have-been bowl between the Texans and Chiefs. It is the anti-Trubisky bowl between the Texans and the Chiefs. And I will tell Houston this. If you play like you did against Buffalo, where Josh Allen went absolutely haywire crazy and tried to give you the game on a silver platter... Mahomes will eat your breakfast. That much I can guarantee. He will scoop up your hash browns. He will snag your bacon. He will take syrup off of your plate to dip your food in so he can eat it. Mahomes is that good. It is that night and day between him and Josh Allen. Seahawks and Packers round out the weekend in what I am calling adult swim. This is when all the kids get out of the pool and the old guys jump in. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, the two elder statesmen of the quarterbacks remaining now that Breeze and Brady are gone. 
they're pretty darn good. And, and I actually think because they're both pretty darn good, this is going to come down to the secondary athletes on the field, whether it be the Smith brothers for, for uh, the Packers, Darius and Preston, or Clowney for the Seahawks, or at the running backs, Beast Mode versus Aaron Jones, or at the wide receiver, Metcalf, one of the breakout stars of last weekend, versus Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. It is going to be interesting to watch the secondary players try to be the difference for their quarterbacks. For the Hokies, if you are tuned in and looking for Hokie news, what I can tell you is the entire coaching staff on the football side of things has been filled out except for cornerbacks. So what are they looking for in a cornerbacks coach? I actually say you just take best available. They've already filled all of the roles. Rewarding from within, they promoted Adam Lechtenberg. Bringing an NFL player in, they brought in Daryl Tapp. Looking for head coach experience, they have Tracy Clays. Looking for NFL experience, they have Bill Tierlink. Now, just go get whatever you want. It's the icing on the cake time for the cornerback's position. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're waiting for someone that is coaching in the FCS championship for JMU right now. Lastly, this weekend, the Hokie basketball team taking on NC State. Some of you might remember the last two times these teams faced. NC State scored 24 points. Not one player. Not in the first half. They scored 24 points. Points. If Virginia Tech can play defense, that is a quarter of, uh, as effective as that. This will be a win for them this season, uh, but it will not be that easy. Markel Johnson, the, uh, the NC State point guard, scored 27 points his last time out, so I wouldn't expect 24. That's it. That's got you covered. Let's move along to Hokie Hour, and let's move along to the, the pressing question of the moment, which is the final opening on the Virginia Tech coaching staff, uh, which is the corners coach. Now, now, I want to be clear about something here. This is a luxury. This hiring, the corners coach for the Hokies, the, the cornerbacks coach, the coach that will be working with one of the most talented positions on the team, Caleb Farley, Jermaine Waller, Armani Chapman, Javon Quillen, uh, some young guys as well. They are going to be coached by someone that is simply best available which is an awesome, awesome, awesome feeling. Ready? I'm going to pretend play a rich person here, okay? Uh, for those of you at home listening in, I'm Tim Donnelly. I am not a rich person, but sometimes I like to believe I am. Uh, I'm going to be a rich person right now. Ready? Uh, Lobro, you can, you can join in on this. Okay. Let's say you're a rich person. You have a family of four. You, your wife, you have a 16-year-old and a younger kid, right? Okay. You have three cars already. Super practical, right? Mom, dad have two SUVs. Kid has a, a wide body sedan, the 16 year old. Youngest kid doesn't have a car yet. Do you know what's really, really fun? Getting your fourth car. Do you know why? Because you already have all of the boxes checked, right? Let's say, actually, let's say dad drives the truck, okay? So you have a truck if you ever need to move something. You have the SUV if you ever need to carry a bunch of people. And you have the sedan that's safe for the kid. You have all of your necessities checked off already. So guess what you do with your next car? Luxury, baby. Just go get something fun, right? Get the Jeep Wrangler and leave the top down and put it in the garage and only take it out on nice days. Get the sports car that goes 0 to 60 in 2.7 seconds. Get the car that you used to have the poster of on your wall in college, right? You get to go and just get whatever is out there that you want. 
That's where the Hokies are, right? Coming into this uh, hiring season, I thought there were certain boxes that they needed to check. When you get rid of Zon Burden and you get rid of Charlie Wiles and you get rid of uh, Brian Mitchell and, and obviously Bud Foster leaves, there are certain necessities that need to be filled, such as I thought they needed a 757 connection and I thought they needed someone uh, that would bring youthful exuberance. They checked off both of those with Daryl Tapp, right? That's huge. I thought they needed to show that they are loyal, thought they needed to show that they will promote from within. If you do a good job for this coaching staff, they will reward you. That's what they did with Adam Lechtenberg. They took a guy who had been with their program in a lesser role and promoted him to running backs coach to honor that work. I thought they needed someone with head coach and coordinator experience. I thought they needed someone with with head coach and coordinator experience to help Justin Hamilton learned the ropes of being a leader at the Division I FBS Power 5 level. They went and got Tracy Clays. Check. I thought they wanted someone with NFL connections because as we talked with Andy Bitter yesterday and learned yesterday, they have only had three players drafted off their defensive line in the 2010s. Virginia Tech's defense and their reputation is too good to be turning over that kind of of of. Uh, the production, turning over that kind of NFL talent. So they went and got Bill Tierlink. Eight years of experience coaching the NFL. The last two years as the defensive line coach for the Buffalo Bills. They've checked everything they need. So now with this last hire, it's just go get what you want. Who does Justin Hamilton want to have in that meeting room? Who does who does Justin Fuente want to have in that defensive coaches meeting? There's there's no boxes left to check. They've all been crossed off. Do you ever make to-do lists? Uh I've started doing that recently. Yeah. That's good. Um love checking stuff off physically. It's awesome now because I rent and you know what your to-do list is when you rent on like home repairs? It's all one thing. Call the landlord. <laughs> right? It's like, ah, the sink's water pressure down. Call the landlord. Do you, ah. just, do you just write that down on a piece of paper call, like, or just call, check off? Little call boxes next to it. Call the landlord. Call the landlord and just check. Um, but but I, I've previously been a homeowner. When you have a homeowner, I mean, you, your to-do list is is always there. It's It's perpetually there. Right? Clean the gutters. Mow the lawn. It's all that kind of stuff that just continuously keeps up. Right. But there is... A beautiful, beautiful moment that occurs on a rare Sunday where it's like 1 o'clock. You got up early to do some chores. It's like 1 o'clock, and you and your wife look at each other, and your to-do list is empty. Every box is checked, right? The little, the little whiteboard you keep on the, the, the refrigerator is completely erased. And it's like, oh. You think Virginia Tech's like, like starting to erase a majority of their whiteboard? I think when they were hiring, they had a checklist that was NFL experience, former great, head coach experience, uh, promote from what, like they had a bunch of things on there and they've been checking them off. And now the only thing left is it says cornerbacks coach and there's no additional criteria. So I think you're going to be interested. It's going to be interesting who they hire because it could literally be anybody. Right. It could literally be anybody. 
like uh, Bill Tierlink. His name was floated out there starting a month ago. Daryl Tapp. Fans have been calling for him for years. Um, uh, Lechtenberg, his name was floated around right away, immediately after Zon Burden w- w- was was parted ways. Tracy Clay's kind of popped out of nowhere, but I love it, and it makes a lot of sense because I think we all knew Justin Hamilton needed to have some experience under him on that defense. It, 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 corners, I can't tell you who it's going to be, but I can almost guarantee it's not who you think it's going to be. Right. Because the options out there right now are how many people are in the world? Like seven billion. Seven billion, I think. The options out there are like seven billion. So the chances of you thinking you got the one is is pretty ridiculous. It's a lottery ticket. So I'm gonna go ahead and say the person you're thinking, probably not it. Probably not, because it could be anyone. There's no more boxes to fill. There's no more criteria. You don't take that $7 billion and, and you know sort by uh, NFL experience because you have Bill, Bill Tierlink for that. You don't take that and go, all right, eliminate everyone who's not a former Hokie because Daryl Tapp already filled the former Hokie role. All right, eliminate everyone who uh, doesn't have 757 connections. Oh, wait, no, Daryl Tapp already has 757 connections. All right, eliminate everyone who doesn't have head coaching experience. Oh, wait, Tracy Clays already has head coaching experience. So you're just starting at the big thing and you're not eliminating anyone. It's just you have every option in your in your hand. Go ahead and play. Right. Could be anybody. I'm just trying to think of like the wildest people they could just bring up out of seven billion. Just like just like, like random the, the, movie the, stars or something. Just come in. The, the Virginia Tech new cornerbacks coach is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> it is Bill Nye the science guy. <laughs> I'm for that. <laughs> Hashtag night attack. It is the seventh place runner-up from The Voice Season 4. <laughs> I don't know. I love uh, it. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, ESPN is putting a 30 for 30 together that involves someone that Hokie Nation holds near and dear, uh, but it's not going to be all gumdrops and rainbows. Next. He's going to fight for your right to play ball. More of the Tim Donnelly Show is coming your way next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show, welcome back in. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadoo studio. Guests and callers, go ahead and join us on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900 on this Friday. Friday! You hate it when I say fry. Yeah. I, I do. It, but it's, dude, I don't, honestly, I don't think I've looked forward to a weekend as much as I'm looking forward to this weekend. Let, let's, let's do this real quick. For okay. those of you that don't know, uh, this has been the, the first week of the Tim Donnelly show going mornings, uh, which means Lobro, who is 22. 22. First time in your life you've been up earlier than 5 a.m. five days in a row? <laughs> yes. Yes? Oh, yeah. First time you've ever done it two days in a row? Arguably, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Like it's it's wearing on me, but at the same time, I think I'm starting to get used to it. Can we talk about your attitude on Monday? This is behind the scenes of the Tim Donnelly show, everybody. On Monday, you would have thought Lobro was shot out of a cannon. He was, <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Tuesday, it was like, all right, maybe I was a little aggressive. Wednesday, looked like he got hit by a truck when he came in. <laughs> Thursday was okay. Friday, he just told me that he's not sure he's woken up yet. I told him I would argue that I have been asleep even though I woke up. <laughs> but but he's here. We're appreciative that he's here. 
It's and, awesome. And uh, it'll only get better from here as, as, as we all kind of get used to our new schedule. Uh, and again, we, we do want to thank everybody in your mm-hmm. uh, in, in our first week for tuning in to us uh, in the morning, starting your day with us, having a good time with us, sharing some laughs over some coffee and waffles, over your morning commute, over some pancakes, a Pop-Tart, maybe some cereal. Uh, in my case, a couple of Hot bre- Pockets. Breakfast sandwich. Yeah, you do the Hot Pocket thing really early. Uh, yeah, because I've got to have at least a little bit of food. Like I can't be sitting here like I get eat it right. Why before not the breakfast show. food? A hot pocket is is the hot pocket's a bacon egg and cheese hot pocket. But a hot pocket is like a late afternoon lunch when you realized you didn't eat lunch at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and you're like, I got to get something in three minutes and thirty seconds or less. <laughs> right? Technically, two minutes, and you let it stand for two minutes. No, it's two minutes if you're doing one. If you're doing two, it's three minutes and thirty seconds. Oh, so, oh, so you do two. I've I've been a hot pocket guy in the past. Haven't had one in in probably like a year, maybe two. It's probably good that you're not eating hot pockets, but I mean for me it's quick and easy and I can just crush one I, right before I've, the show. This is this is one of my flaws everybody. We all've got flaws. I've got plenty. One of my flaws is uh hot pockets. You know you just said like the two and let it stand for two. I don't think I've ever let a, a hot pocket or anything any food of any kind Wait as long as I should to to eat it. Yeah, I, I really burn. Get it either. I burn the top of my mouth on everything. <laughs> the 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 instructions on like a like a even like a DiGiorno pizza or whatever is always like let's stand for ten minutes before cutting and eating. I'm always like yeah maybe fifteen seconds. However long it takes for me to hack this thing up into slices is how long I will wait, and then I will burn my mouth and I'll do this one. <laughs> Me too, me too, yeah. Because I'm like, it's going to get cold by then. Like, I want to, if it's not burning your mouth, then it's not, and, and you're not a, doing it right. And a Hot Pocket also has the the luxury of the edges being on fire and burning the top of your mouth, and then the center being an ice cube. I feel like I have the opposite problem. I feel like the center gets it's hot the, the outside. for me. That doesn't make it's any sense. probably because you're not letting it stand in the microwave for two minutes. physics. That is incorrect. Um Real quickly here before we, we, we head to, to break, ESPN 30 for 30 is putting together a two-part documentary on Mike Vick. Um, most of what I've seen from, from Hokie fans online has been, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome because they're starting with him in high school and going through Virginia Tech. And obviously his time at Virginia Tech is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But they also go into the NFL. And I just want everyone to be prepared that it's not going to be all gumdrops and rainbows. Yes, he was the first black quarterback taken number one overall. Yes, he revolutionized the sport forever. He is a true visionary, revolutionary quarterback. But they are going to have to mention the lows as well. And and from all everything I've seen, they are going to look at it from a interesting lens that reflects on on race and poverty in, in our country and and the different cultures and, and the things that led to him ending up spending. Uh, a good amount of time in, in Leavenworth prison. But just know that everything said in this documentary is not going to be, oh, when he ran for all those yards against Boston College, how awesome was it? There's going to be more serious conversations. Uh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to be fascinated by it. He is an extremely interesting case study in modern celebrity. Uh, but but have yourself prepared for the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between that comes with that story. We're going to take a break. When we come back, favorite time of Hokie Hour. It's time for Hashtag Hokies. Next. Welcome back. 
Friday morning, 7.35, WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, a.m. Tim Donnelly, producer Lobro, inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline, 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900. Um, it's the middle of Hokie Hour, and that means it's time for Hashtag Hokies. Lobro's a little off. He's a little I, tired. I had I had some like he, he's I, a little I was tired. Choking up a tiny little bit. I don't know why. I just that's he, I, I was trying not he, to like. He choked all right. Bust into like a coughing fit on air. So you're welcome. You screwed up the hashtag Hokies intro, and you're saying you're welcome to me. Because <laughs> you, you got some nerve. You don't want me. You coughing. got some nerve you, on that side of the board. Oh boy. Hashtag Hokies is where we go deep un- in- into the underbelly of the internet, the dark side of, of the internet, the Twitterverse, Twitter, uh, where everyone can hide behind a picture and a, and a username and say whatever the heck they gosh darn well please. And that is a dangerous tool. And it is a dangerous <laughs> place. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> I know it's been done before, but just imagine everyone saying everything that they say on Twitter, like out loud in a room with the people they're talking to. It yeah. would be hilarious, right? Imagine after a recruit commits to another school, all of the grown individuals saying what they say on Twitter to the face of a 17-year-old kid. Just just imagine it. It's ridiculous. Um, so we drag the tweets that we want to have conversations about, some of the good, some of the bad, some of the indifferent. We drag them up into the... Uh, we drag them up into the the light, and we have the conversations right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. The first one comes with Jack, or comes from Jack underscore underscore Olson four. He says, uh, "Going to the Celtics Pels game Saturday, and let me just say, if NAW doesn't get any minutes, I'ma be pissed." Hashtag Hokies. This is an appropriate time to get everybody updated on Nikhil Alexander Walker. Okay, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Uh, former Hokie, drafted this past year in the first round. Um, really, really good player. Uh, he's playing for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, and it is a legit concern if you are going to see the Pelicans play that that Nikhil Alexander-Walker might not play. He has uh, been getting the occasional and sometimes often did not play coach's decision, which just means he needs to develop a bit. Um, now, I thought he would be more of an instant impact guy. I thought he would have an opportunity to work his way onto the floor. Um, I thought his ability to create, his ability to shoot, his ability to defend would would allow him to play that combo guard spot off the bench. Uh, however, instead, he is averaging 5.7 points with those DMPs that I talked about. Uh, he's shooting 34.9% from the field, which is not great. He's shooting 57.1% from the free throw line, which is not great. Uh, is averaging you know, about 35% from three, which uh, if that gets a, l- a little bit better, becomes an asset. But, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker um, has turned himself into a project. I'm not going to even throw around the B word, right? The B-U-S-T word, but, but he is... He's a project now for New Orleans. Hopefully, as Zion comes back and some of these young guys continue to develop, there's a spot for him to get some developmental minutes because I think he needs them. So, Jack underscore underscore Olsen4, let us know what you see in person if he gets into the game. Uh, Next one. This one's going to hurt everybody. 
I'm warning you now. If you're a Hokie fan, you might want to sit down. Get yourself a glass of water. Take some deep, deep breaths. Matter of fact, let's all do it together. Hokie fans, in. Hold it. Out. Out, 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 out. 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 Keep breathing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, the reason I just calmed you down is because this news that I'm about to tell you uh, is not great. This comes from at Pack Football. For those of you that don't know, at Pack Football is the official Twitter account of of NC State Wolfpack football, ACC opponent. They announced Charlie Wiles as their defensive line coach. Charlie Wiles of two plus decades as the Virginia Tech defensive line coach. Charlie Wiles as the individual who just days ago Bud Foster gave only the second lunch pail that he's ever given out, he gave to Charlie Wiles for his two-plus decades as an all-time great coach for the Hokies. He of the man that helped coach Daryl Tapp, Jason Worlds, Chris Ellis, Corey Moore, John Engelberger, you name it, Ricky Walker, you name it. Way to drive that nail in further, man. Like That's crazy. He's going to be wearing NC State colors next year. Wow. His daughter was tweeting out, Go Pack Go. Go Wolfpack, something along those lines. They put up in the picture, the tweet that I'm talking about that announced him as their new coach, they had a picture that I recognized as a picture that was taken with him in Virginia Tech gear, and they photoshopped off the Virginia Tech logos and put Adidas and put NC State to announce him. Ah. Hurts. Hurts, don't it? And, and the thing is, Virginia Tech had to know that this was going to happen, right? Virginia, you know, part of the reason why Charlie Wiles was 100% guaranteed to land on his feet somewhere, to land in a position that would take advantage of his abilities as a coach, part of the reason why is because Virginia Tech Virginia Tech helped make him into that guy. Right? Virginia Tech helped make Charlie Wiles into a coach that was 100% going to have options. Right? It's, it's you know, I, I know I use the relationship metaphor a lot, but it, it's breaking up with someone that you know is a good person, that you know is, is fun to be around, that you know is a fun time, that you know is a caring, significant other, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason with you. You know for a fact at some point in time, you're going to check social media and they're going to be on a date with someone else. They're going to be on a trip with someone else. They're going to be posting profile pictures with someone else. You know that when the breakup happens because you're like, this person is a catch. Didn't work with me, but someone's going to catch them. Charlie Wiles is a catch. NC State got themselves a catch. And when you have the type of success that he has had in the Atlantic Coast Conference, would you think every other Atlantic Coast Conference team was going to be like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, let him stay. Well, it'd be unfair to Virginia Tech. Right? It's it's like you can expect your buddies to not date your ex, but you can't expect your rivals to respect not dating your ex. Like what? Like if, if they're in your friend group, but guess what? The Atlantic Coast Conference is not a friend group. The Atlantic Coast Conference is a rivalry group. 
They get together every couple years to decide who's the best. They don't get together a couple every couple years to decide uh, who who's the the most friendly or anything like that. Charlie Wiles photoshopped into NC State gear. I'm sure is a a nightmare for some of you. I'm sure is terrifying for some of you. But what I will say is very simply that it was an inevitability from the very beginning. If it wasn't NC State, it would have been someone else, and it would have hurt just as much. And you know what's even worse? Think about this. You want to twist the knife. Let's twist the knife. Oh, boy. Right? Let's, let's do it for fun. Let's make ourselves hurt. I hurt myself. I'm going to grab the pain relievers. To see if I still feel. Tim, you don't have to sing today. You didn't. We didn't bet Johnny, yesterday. Johnny Cash is the man, though. I, I, um, get, I get it. Um, here's how I'm going to twist the knife. Charlie, let me explain a situation to you. Charlie Wiles has a question. Charlie Wiles is stumped. Charlie Wiles is playing an ACC opponent, and he wants to know the best technique to use for his defensive lineman. Who do you think he's going to call? Not Ghostbusters. Do you think maybe he'll call his colleague of 20-plus years? Do you think maybe he'll call his old boss that he's good friends with? Do you think he might call Bud Foster? Well, Bud Foster's not, like, you know, he's retired now, so he could call him for, wow, that's, ah. Ah, ah feel a little dirty, don't you? a web of conspiracy. I, I mean, and, and you know, Bud's going to help Virginia Tech, but I bet Bud helps Wiles as well and feels like he's helping Virginia Tech, right? He probably feels like Wiles is Virginia Tech because he was here so long. He might say, oh, yeah, you, who are you playing? Oh, that ACC team, this is what I used to do. This is how I used to call plays. This is what I would suggest. I'm just saying, man. This all feels like blasphemy. I, I'm just saying, man. You know, it, this happens with players all the time, right? Tom Brady might not be a, a Patriot forever. This happens with players all the time. Right? Drew Brees might not be a Saint forever. We have memories of, of Brett Favre playing for Minnesota. We have memories of Joe Montana playing for Kansas City. We have memories of these 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 players going to play one more season somewhere else. Charlie Wiles is going somewhere else. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, speaking of NC State, the Hokies are taking on the Wolfpack in basketball right here in Blacksburg this weekend. That's next. Stick around. Tim Donnelly is the lead activist for players' rights. He's a fan of logic and reason, except when it comes to Tiger Woods. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. More of the Tim Donnelly Show is coming your way next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. Do want to remind everybody that this game we're about to talk about, uh, Virginia Tech basketball taking on North Carolina State basketball, uh, will be taking place this weekend. Matter of fact, it is tomorrow at 2 p.m., which means you can tune in to our sister station, 105.3 The Bear, the flagship for Virginia Tech Athletics, uh, the, the home for all of Virginia Tech men's basketball games, at 1.30 for the, the uh, IMG Learfield pregame show featuring John Laser, Mike Burnup, 
and, and that crew as they will get you set up for the Wolfpack visiting the Hokies right here in Blacksburg. So if you're driving into the game or you can't catch the game and you're out buzzing around, uh, make sure you have your dial set to 105.3 The Bear starting at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon for the Hokies taking on the NC State Wolfpack. Now to talk about the game. Now, uh, it's always funny when a game like this happens, right? Because the last game that they played between Virginia Tech and NC State was so memorable, right? It was uh, two teams that were ranked. I don't even know if that's remembered. These two teams were, were two of the top 25 teams in the country nationally. They got together and combined to score 71 points. Combined, two teams, top 25, 71 points. Virginia Tech scored in the 40s and won by 20. They gave up 24 points. That is unheard of. We were pretty upset and pretty downtrodden when Virginia Tech was held to 39 by UVA a couple couple of uh, days ago. A couple of weeks ago, I guess now. They were held to 39, and we were going, what in the world is happening here? They held them to 24 points, and UVA is the number one defense in the country, and, and we were upset that the, Virginia Tech only scored 39. They held NC State to 24. So it's interesting because that's obviously hanging over this matchup now. When you talk about North Carolina State and Virginia Tech, it is impossible to talk about those two schools right now without bringing up the fact that the last time they played, it was more difficult to score a basket than it, than it is to – uh, name something real difficult. Uh, I, I mean, talking backwards. Can you talk backwards? No, that's why it's really difficult. Um, what else is more? Di- I'll, I'll go. I'll go with something like this. It is more difficult <laughs> than hitting a hole in one on a par four. Right. It's it's something that. <laughs> That, that just doesn't happen ever. Basically impossible. Basically impossible. That's how difficult it was to score a basket the last time these two teams played. I like your example more than and, mine. And talking backwards. I don't even know what talking backwards is. Is it each word individually backwards, or is it like the sentence backwards? I'm thinking more of like the words, like, you know, if it's like the word like, then it's like ekil. Like I'm looking at, like you at like you more spe- for Virginia like- Tech, NC State basketball. I'm looking at that right now. Would talking backwards be basketball, state, NC Tech, Virginia for more? Oh, I feel like it's. Or would it be? You gotta say that like lab tech sab e tots cn. That's hard. Let let me ask you, which one was more difficult? Each word backwards. There you go. All right. Either way, (laughs) um, this game will not be that way, right? So it's hard to even take anything away from the previous meeting and apply it to this game. Not only is that just a rare occurrence, like the moon and the stars were in alignment to make it very difficult to to score. but also the end, uh, the Virginia Tech team is completely different, right? There's only a couple minutes by Wabisabidi that will even be played by the same person for Virginia Tech in the two two matchups. Markel Johnson, senior point guard for uh, for Markel Johnson, a senior point guard for NC State, scored 27 points his last time out against Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to be held to 24 points again. They got one guy that's capable of getting that against a quality opponent. 
If you're Virginia Tech, you're hunting for consistency. If you if you're NC State, you're hunting to wipe the taste out of the mouth from from the game last season. I use Jalen Cohn as an example for the Hokies. I want Jalen Cohn to be some semblance of the form that he was in in the second half against Syracuse more often. I want him to come in expecting that type of play. Right? There's a saying on the golf course, right? My my dad says it all the time. It's just same golfer. It's hilarious, right? You you hit a great shot off the tee. You're in the middle of the fairway, 100 yards out. Your next shot goes three feet and it dribbles forward. My dad just goes, same golfer. Saying like, it's the same person, but that's not the same result. That's the, the variance in your abilities. Jalen Cohn, same player, right? Sometimes he's hitting hole in ones on par fours to bring that up once again. And sometimes he's, he's duffing it out of the, the trap seven or eight times before he can get out. That's what we have going on. Jalen Cohn, same golfer. Jalen Cohn, all the freshmen, same golfer. I want him to be the one that's hitting, hitting, you know, stiffing it on a par three within three feet of the hole more often. That's what I want. Obviously, that sound means we're taking a break. When we come back, Carson Wentz and the Eagles are at home watching the playoffs. But why is Carson Wentz a hero? Why is he heroic? That's next right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Be sure to stick around. Don't go anywhere. 